Uh, see, now you can go on Ian's master race level. Well, I mean, he's got that 3080. I don't, but yeah. It's, we went to a con back when um, you could go places, and we bought empty bottles on eBay of Dom Perignon and then filled them with like regular champagne. So people thought we were really cool. <laughs> so that's the same concept I used with Mike when I pranked him into thinking mm. I had a 3080. <laughs> got a cheap box off eBay. Mm. That's that's almost like a gym on the office level, like beginning level of, Long of con. pranking. Like, yeah, I'm gonna spend my own money, get wait for <laughs> shipping to happen, just to set up this this ruse to confuse and to to confuse somebody or something, and, and then admit to it later. <laughs> yeah. See, no, I I think this is the ruse. I think he got one, he put it in, and he's actually just now trying to fuck with me even more. He's using it even further. At this point, like well, what was it Master of yesterday <laughs> on the stream to fuck with me, and now he's using it to fuck with me again here, and he's trying to leave us in doubt. What would be worse, and for someone selling the empty box or for Ian buying the buying empty it, box? <laughs> Both. I was going to say, I mean, you either actually bought a 3080 and then used it to fuck with me, or you <laughs> went and bought a box to fuck with me. Yeah. What do I you think is more likely, really, at this point? <laughs> I don't fucking know, because who wouldn't want one of those 3080s? He also thought I bought a condo. I didn't believe you bought the condo, but I didn't know how much of a gambling problem you had. <laughs> Figured if you were betting enough, a, a five-team parlay could pay for a condo. <laughs> I have a money problem, not a gambling problem. <laughs> However you want to look at it, a five-team parlay could pay for a condo if you had enough of a gambling problem. No, that's a winning problem. Is it a problem if you're winning? Uh, according to Michael Jordan, no. <laughs> Sounds like only someone with a potential gambling problem would know that much about it. Well, I think it happens like if you get into that, like, I start betting body parts. Even if you win, <laughs> that's kind of an issue. Yeah. I mean, do you bet body parts, or you just assume if you can't make up the bet you lost, a body part will be involved? Well, I don't know if... You know this. You can sell an American kidney for a lot and then buy a cheap Chinese kidney and come out <laughs> I, ahead. I don't know that you because I don't have the same amount of problem. kidneys. <laughs> what the fuck did this... he just say? <laughs> did you just suggest swapping kidneys down? I'm going to downgrade kidneys just to make well, it I, mean, I don't know if it's a worse kidney. I just know they're cheaper over there. And this is a more expensive one, so I'm swapping them to get that cash. The kidney came in that 3080 box that he just bought. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is someone who has been known to play with explosive green liquid with his bare hands, Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Next up, we've got everyone's favorite discount Rambo, Josh Zorch. How in the world? Like, what? 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 I feel like you're the least likely to be Rambo, right? So that would be discount Rambo. 
All right. If if I if I have to be that, then I want to be Dollar Store Rambo. Dollar Store Rambo, it is. You got it. Uh, next up, is it worse to be Swamp Thing or have Swamp Ass? Well, have to ask Mike Bradley. <laughs> I didn't know who you were gonna go to with that, and I was hoping it wasn't me, but you went to me. Um. So you're assuming that I am both Swamp Thing and have Swamp Ass, so I can tell you which one it would would be worse. Um, and it's I like, can't you want because I'm both at the same time. Or- you know, so I, I have to deal with both, and I haven't had them separately, so it's, you know, I assume Swamp Thing, oh wait, that's me, always has Swamp Ass, because he's <laughs> Swamp Thing, so. That seems fair. The good with the bad, you know. And finally, he's on this show, because being parentless and running a gas station wasn't paying the bills, Ian Leidick. I'm tubing. <laughs> that's it <laughs> well I was going to do something else but then this pantsless thing I was like oh I'm that tubing guy from the times that got fired oh <laughs> no one, oh, no, no one got my New York Times reference no no I, I, get, I, I get your reference I now that you're explaining it I'm just yeah, wondering like that. who you're sexting in the background in another okay Brian do it again <laughs> so I mean, run the whole line again yeah and <laughs> you he ready t- he, you, got, you have a second yeah. intro he deliberately puts you last, assuming that you will have at least a 45-second ramble upon your introduction. That's true. And you well, had two words. Me tubing. That's why you're not in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a plan B? I will run it again. Run it again. All right. And finally, he's the he's only on the show because he's being parentless and running a gas station wasn't paying the bills, Ian Leidick. Right now, this is a call to action. I need all of you desperately to go to wherever you get your podcast and search for duke of dogs my marmaduke podcast where we're talking about the number one comic dog we're always talking marmaduke <laughs> that was better that, we'll, yeah we'll keep that one <laughs> uh all right so we are back with our latest in our series of rewind theater episodes if you haven't been keeping up with rewind theater the series that we've been trying to do basically it's an excuse for us to go back, revisit some old comic book movies that we either haven't seen or haven't hopefully seen for a very long time. Uh, our list is pretty expansive, so we've taken the pressure off of us, and we allow the Wheel of Fate, the Wheel of Fate. to pick what movie we're watching next. Uh, we always have two franchises and four standalone movies on the table at a time. Uh, if you stick around to the end of the episode, uh, we will spin the wheel to see what we're watching next. As for this episode, we are talking about 1982's Swamp Thing. It's a movie that was written and directed by none other than Wes Craven. Uh, I was going to throw in, like, horror icon Wes Craven. Not, I've, would you consider him a horror icon? I don't think I have room to talk because yes. I don't watch horror movies, so 1, I didn't know if I should put that in there. Yes. Okay, horror icon Wes Craven. Uh, the film stars... Louis, I'm going to butcher some names now. Louis Jordan, or is it Jordan? Uh, and Adrian, I think, I think it might be Louis. Sarah recognized okay. him when we were watching it. I think because he is sort of a, a French actor. I think. Okay, Louis Jordan. There uh, wasn't he also Ad- a Bond villain at one time? He, I mean, he looks yes, like a that's Bond why she villain. Him out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Adrian Bar Barbe, Barbo, 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 uh, Ray Weiss, David Hess, and in my estimation competing for the best name in the cast comes down to either don knight or dick durick <laughs> so we got I that think it's to dick go for. durick for sure yeah I, I think hands down he's the winner out of those two 
all right, so this is where we sort of break down budgets and that kind of thing. So any guesses what this film's budget is or was from 1982? Without Googling. No Googling. 10 mil. 10 million? Okay, we have a we have a guess for 10 million. 1982 dollars this production. Yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> I will say 7.3 million. 7. Point, okay, he's giving us the point. 7.3. 10 and 7.3. Mike or Ian? Ian, ladies first. Oh. And he's gonna. It's <laughs> the better way to play that right there. That's <laughs> stone face killer over there. You just risked somebody give me a guess not for saying anything the rest of the show. I'm comfortable with my feminine side. Five. Five million. All right, Ian. What do you got? Twelve million dollars. Twelve. Correct. Uh, Mike was closest. Three million dollars. Oh wow. Uh, now that must I have all been find... on hair product. What's that? That must have all been on hair product. Probably. <laughs> uh, I tried to find what the worldwide box office total for this movie is. I can't. Box Office Mojo <laughs> does not list anything. I tried checking a couple other sites. Some sites didn't even have what the budget for this movie was. Box Office Mojo at least listed the budget. I cannot tell what this movie raked in. Which had me thinking, like, did this hit theaters? Did this go straight to video? I have no idea. I I believe this was a theatrical release. I think the sequel might have been straight to video. Um, that sounds accurate. I, is it typical? To be fair, I've never really looked. Is it typical for movies from a certain age, like prior to a certain year, not have like that data just wasn't collected in a way before that time that something like Box Office Mojo could aggregate it all? Like the record's just not there. Is that possible? Well, you figure movies like Star Wars and Gone with the Wind are on Box Office Mojo setting records. So Fair. They they're get they're getting data from somewhere. It's gotta be in there, I would think. True, but, but those are also like well grossing movies. Right. Yeah. So th- this is probably the I'm trying to remember what all we covered so far, but I think this is the oldest movie we've covered on this rewind theater stuff so far. Yes. Yes. So I've I've only been looking them up as we've been going so i haven't looked at all the stuff on our list to see what you know how far back the the list can go and how easy it is to find some of these stats so i guess we might run into this again if we hit some other movies that are just not as well known or didn't really no one really gave a shit about i guess at the at the box office potentially sure so box office total is anybody's guess i have no idea how to aggregate that information so if you're listening to this after the fact and you want to take the time to research that and look it up i tried a little bit I did not dig into it probably as long as I should have, but I checked the few sites I know to check, and nothing was there. So if anybody finds some numbers, feel free to hit us up after the fact. Um, as far as going around to everyone, I'll start uh, start with Josh. First time viewing or rewatch for you? So it, I, I was kind of worried about this question because I did my best to try to find the source, but I, I couldn't. Uh, the Letterboxd website, an app that some of us have uh been using for for a while brian introduced it to me i don't know like a year ago at this point um i was really bored at the beginning of quarantine so i went back through my movie ticket stubs that go back like 20 some years at this point 
I went through my Netflix history, my uh, library borrowing history as far back as it would give me, and I logged all of that into this thing that can just sort of give you an idea of if you want to use it that way, you kind of use it as a as a movie diary when you watched certain things in your life. When I went to log Swamp Thing this time, it was already on there. And it said, you have already watched this. But I don't know how to use some of the tools, I think. I, I don't know if you can dig that out to show you like all the entries for a particular thing if you've logged it multiple times. So I can't find the date or or if I put a tag on it like Netflix or a library or something. So it says I've seen it before and I might vaguely kind of remember doing that, but I didn't remember anything about it. So I'm going to kind of count it as both a first time and a rewatch. All right. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Uh, Andy, first viewing or rewatch? Uh, definitely a first viewing. Okay. First first time I, I watched it for sure. Uh, Ian, first viewing or rewatch? First. Mike? Probably first. It seems like the type of thing my dad would have made me watch when I was a kid, even though I wouldn't have, <laughs> you know, I'd have been like, why am I doing this? And I feel like I probably did because he watched a lot of shit like that. But I don't remember it. So we'll say first. <laughs> yeah, that's there. Uh, yeah, that's the first viewing for me, too. So I think. Out of all the, again, out of all the stuff we covered, I think this is probably the first one where it, for the most part, seems like this is the first viewing for all of us. I think everything we've covered so far, everybody, at least one of us, has seen. Right? Was no, that the Astro Boy. Bloodshot? Josh had seen Bloodshot when we yeah. did Bloodshot. Oh, okay. Was Astro Boy new for everybody, too? I, I'm trying to, no, Andy had seen Astro Boy. No, I had seen that one, yeah. Yes, okay. So this must be our, fir- our first, like, clean slate movie for everybody. Um, all right, so the the ratings that I looked up, Rotten Tomatoes. Any should we? Do you want to, you guys want to try to guess what they were, or do you just want me to give them to you? When I rented it, it showed me them. So okay, I, I'll, I I'll won't s- guess if everybody else wants to. Sure, I'll go around the horn. I I I'll say both are below thirty percent. Critic and audience below thirty. Yes. Uh, Andy, Ian, you want to make take a stab at it? Uh, I believe I also saw it. I don't remember what it is, but I'll pull about <laughs> it as well. Ian? Critics at four, audience at six. <laughs> <laughs> Percent? Oh, oh, I had a ten. So like 40 so and I 60. 40, 40 and 60. 60, okay. Yeah, oh. Metacritic <laughs> does the does the points like that, and then Rotten Tomatoes is the, is the percentage. Um, So we're looking at, I guess Ian was probably closer. Uh, critic sixty five percent. Wow. Audience is thirty four percent. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, it was inverted <laughs> from what you said. I remembered that. I'm like, no. Nah. Does that feel like that's also like a first for this thing? Yeah. What they, I, the critics being higher than the audience? Yeah, I think I think that's accurate. Also. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic was a little bit more uh middle of the road. The meta score was fifty. User score five point five. Okay. So they're very much agreed middle of the road in there. Uh, so as far as the scores, do you guys disagree or agree with the scores? What were the scores again? Uh, 65 critic, 34 audience for Rotten Tomatoes, and 50 Metascore, 5.5 user for Metacritic. Any of those you're, you're leaning towards? Do you agree with either Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic? And how do you feel? 
as far as closeness for you? I'd be curious to look into when the critics' reviews and scores on Rotten Tomatoes were aggregated. Were those yeah, pulled from like historical that stat sources, also. or were yeah. those newly rendered at both. some point? Okay, so so a, a critic in seeing the movie for the first time in 2011 and 2020 can issue a score mm-hmm. and a review in the same way that someone who wrote an article in 1982 for the local paper did as but, well. I mean, if they, they went that in. around and got those reviews from 1982, I doubt they did. You might have, like, the New York Times review from 1982. You might have, like, major newspapers. But okay. I, you're not having any... I don't think you're having a lot of small newspapers from the time. So you think for, for older movies, definitely pre-internet and whatnot, a lot of what these kind of websites are critics of, quote, modern age reviewing these ho- in, in sort of a, a for, virgin for watch. Part, yeah. Well, it's also something like that critic review score gets aggregated based upon how many total reviews are given, and there's more current reviews than old reviews. They're just mm-hmm. more available, and anybody can go and add to it still right now. I mean, any critic that wants to add on to that can. Right. Well, I, so. I not not to get too far ahead to give any allusion to my score on it per se, I'd be really curious to meet a, a, a bigger group of the critics that marked this at 65. <laughs> yeah. It, it Just my initial impressions after the movie, Rotten Tomatoes seems like it's very generous considering what, what I expected this movie to be rated. After mm-hmm. I was done with this, well, I, I always I always look at Rotten Tomatoes as not being that it's a six point five out of ten. That just means sixty five percent of reviewers gave it more than half credit, basically. It's like if so you give a it two point five out of four stars, that goes fresh, and it counts exactly the same as somebody that gives it four stars. So okay, right, so sixty five percent of people gave it favorably at least a c or yeah. above a c grade yeah so you don't know if yeah. all 65 percent that thought it was good gave it a c and there's just no a's or like 10 out of 10s score yeah okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah I, I can follow that i still find that a little surprising since i think critics tend to be way more harsh than the audience in most cases yeah i mean we're not talking spoilers yet but i can get into why critics may have may be favorable on this when time comes okay all right we will get there shortly um andy how do you feel about the scores leaning one way or the other um i could see it for the time period i could see it being that high for as far as what the critics critics think favorably of this movie you're talking rotten rotten tomatoes type of stuff yeah do you think you agree more with metacritic middle of the road type of type of score I'm more in the middle of the road. Yeah, I think there's okay. a lot of good things that they did, and then it's just there's a lot of like, what in the hell happened there? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Ian, where do you fall? I'm I'm actually surprised the scores are this low, considering that this is a very similar movie to a movie from 1954 that got much higher reviews. Wh- which movie was that? Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, okay. I could see that. This is this is nearly the same movie. I was <laughs> kind of off topic. I was I was texting Ian like talking about how I'd never seen this before. And for whatever reason, like I know what Swamp Thing looks like, 
But every time I, I just hear Swamp Thing and think of the movie, one of the first things that always seems to pop in my head before I'm like, no, that's not Swamp Thing, is the Toxic Avenger. Ah, uh, okay. Like a toxic. <laughs> that's the first one that pops in. I'm like, oh, that's Swamp. No, that's not Swamp Thing. That's Toxic Avenger. Move on. <laughs> I don't know why that's burned into my memory, but it is. It's there. I mean, the quality in the costume, like, final product of, like, the first Toxic Avenger, maybe part two, and what we got here I, I is not that far apart. And I think maybe that's where the connection comes for me. It's yeah, just like I can that, see it. that practical type of man in a suit that looks dirty and, and swampy just yeah. is there. Um all right, so that's probably as far as we're gonna go, spoiler free. So before I forget, we're gonna and we get too far into the discussion, I'm gonna throw out the spoiler warning for a thirty eight year old movie. So if you have not seen Swamp <laughs> Thing and would rather not hear any spoilers. I mean wait, we didn't before this, so there's yeah, gonna be a lot of people since who I didn't. wasn't asked. I'm not really not sure where my score falls. Well, you were saying you were. Oh, I, I did miss you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> thinking we were talking about the score, and then for scores. whatever reason, I was thinking you you sort of chimed in on that, and you did not. Do so not apologize to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be heard. That's all. God. We'll we'll give you first crack at the spoilers since you were you were teasing that already. Uh, Small bass and crack. I get that joke. <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you want to keep spoiler-free, pause this now, come back to us after watching the movie. If not, you can, you know, if you if you decide to pause and watch us later and come back, you can let us know whether the waiting was worth it for all the spoilers we're going to talk about. So either way, spoilers to follow for Swamp Thing. Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so we are ready to talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about for Swamp Thing. So, Mike, kick us off. What did you, what did you start talking about that once we get into spoilers? Uh, well, th- that was just about, like, why the critics would be more favorable, um, on this in, in today's world versus, I guess, back then in some way, because it's, it's got that whole, like, I, I hate to say it this way, but it's got that whole, like, liberal green, like, green earth and all that shit going on a little bit. And maybe they're looking at it from those rose-tinted glasses in some way. I don't... That's all I can come up with. Um, and, I again, on the reverse, I could see older critics that watched it originally being a lot lighter on it because that fucking costume was not meant to be seen in HD. <laughs> um, I agree. You know, like, and they didn't, you know, they didn't know. They didn't make it that way back then. So I tried, I'm trying not to let how bad the costume looks in HD affect how I feel about it. I didn't but even run it damn, in it HD was because I knew it was going to be a movie from 1982 that wasn't remastered. Like, I rented it in standard definition because what was HD going to do? Good call. I, you know, for his H, <laughs> it didn't look. As far as, like, clear picture, I thought it looked decent for being yeah. HD. It was it was, it was was a better quality than I expected for HD. I will give it that. But, to Mike's point, all the little details they don't want you to see in HD are definitely there oh. in HD. Yeah, I mean, the suit creasing as he walks at the crotch. Like, it's just like, you see, like, yeah. the suit folding on itself. Like, it's just, it's bad. But you go back to 1982 and what film was like then, it you know, you probably weren't able to notice that as much. 
Um, and that was, and not to say that was the standard, because there was obviously different and better makeup and suit, um, you know, techniques and applications being done at the time. But I, it was probably so common that both, you know, filmmakers and audiences probably, like, it didn't stand out to them as much, I don't think. Right. Well, that's part of the thing of, like, coming back to these movies now. <clears throat> having all these comic book standards that we are used to, having the MCU and comic book movies to the special effects of this standard for today, and then coming back to this stuff, it is glaringly apparent what they what they did and what they were working with back then. And it it's gonna you know we're gonna I'll, I'm gonna try to end with this question, but part of the reason we wanted to do stuff like this was to ask the question: Do these movies hold up? And right. it's sort of sort of the conversation we had with talking about Astro Boy, like. Astro Boy is geared towards kids, so do we sort of look at it through the lens of I'm an adult watching this movie, or do we look at it through the lens of I'm an adult but no, this is a movie for kids and skew it that way? So to the point for this movie, should do we look at it just as like compared to superhero movies today, or do we have to look at it through a lens of what superhero movies were back in the early 1980s and what they were working with well, and how that movie translated from there? I mean, I think in this context, you know, the medium on which we choose to view it is what's causing this. We're watching it in a way that was not intended by the people that made it. And I think that's where the difference in does it hold up come in. Because if we go back and we watch it in the way it was intended to be watched when it was made, does it hold up better that way? Like, well, even six, just like 16 millimeter or VHS? In yeah. a smoke filled theater, <laughs> one multi milk ball. Yeah, I mean, it, but you get my point, though. Like, asleep. it's... Wearing a suit. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't blame the people that made the movie for using the technology they had at the time. It's just... Right. You, you can't do it. It, it. They didn't have the ability to do this, and they never intended us to watch it in this resolution. Yeah, it, it is so, hard to try to make apples to apples. D does the content hold up? The fight scenes can still be done just the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does, you know, things like that can hold up, but things like special effects, I'm not going to be too harsh about. I mean, some of that stuff was terrible, but to yeah, I, I think my enjoyment of the movie, I think was was partially hindered by that kind of stuff. I just think the rest of the movie was just all over the place for me. That I, I, I it has nothing to do with so, the quality of the movie, what it looks like today compared to or you know what it could look like today with special effects and, and HD and stuff like that just based on just what's in the movie from back then I don't know it just ugh, it was it was tough for me to get through agreed well before it, it, it sounds like we're probably I mean knowing your typical format before we split down the um, positive or negative path uh, around table um, just as we were talking about the suit um, and, and the contrast that you know it can provide looking at uh, looking at it through today's prism um i think i asked this before a few weeks ago but is anybody watching the swamp thing show that was previously on dc universe that's now airing on cw i have not no. for as much of the stuff i watch on cw i feel like i should <laughs> but i haven't um so it's I'm, I'm liking it so far it's uh, a new episode went last night that i haven't seen yet but i think i've seen half now five of the ten and seeing what what honestly appears to be a very practical makeup job for that version of swamp thing i don't think it's 
CGI and you know mo- mocap and all that that would have been really expensive to do honestly yeah. but just the practical effect that they pull off looks really really good like it is really screen ready and looks great um so having been doing that recently and then yes having this almost 40 year old comparative uh you know example to look at next to it, it i think it, like it stood out even even more to me but you know again just kind of try to compartmentalize right yeah, I've, I I never dove into that series, but I think peripherally, just like reading people's reactions to the show, it seems like it's favored pretty generally from everybody that seems it. Every, every, everybody that has seen it, I think, has talked highly of what the show is and were upset when it got canceled before its first season was over. Yeah, and I mean, originally, not to go off on this tangent, but real quick, it was originally ordered to 13 episodes for DC Universe. And as they were doing production, like in the middle, they cut it down to 10. Yeah. Um, I think there's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you could make a really good show out of this with two or three more seasons. The first, the first one, I'm not entirely yet sure what the overall thing is that they're going to end up trying to, to achieve with it. But I think the potential to really go places with it is there and, and it could be really cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it comes back either for CW or, you know, if CW is getting ratings off it somehow, maybe they decide to invest back into that show or something. We'll see. I feel like they it's might. a last-ditch effort for them putting it on CW, but if it works. Yeah, I mean, part of it was because they didn't have some of their fall season premieres ready for their other Arrowverse shows. And yeah. with Arrow off now, Supergirl starting its last season, etc., like, they might have a slot they're looking to add on. So, maybe. Right. But I digress. Uh, all right, so do we want to start with dislikes or likes? Anybody want to shit on it first or, or talk glowing <laughs> yeah. glowing reviews on I'll, this I'll thing do that. first? You want to shit on it first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike's got dislikes up. Go for it. So we we open this first. I'm going to talk about the opening, so I'm going to give it one positive while I'm talking about it, and that's the music is actually really good for what you would expect out of this. It's very It's got that very 80s retro horror movie vibe to it, and I like that. But during that, you're hearing that music and you're given this intro to read on two screens that gives you the backstory of Swamp Thing. And then we spend the first third of the movie watching what we've already read. I was Um, trying to decide with that text on the screen. I'm like, are we not getting an origin story? Like, is this guy already Swamp Thing is what I kind of got from that text. That's what I was thinking too. Like we were we were gonna start, and he was gonna be Swamp Thing already, and they were just like, "That's all we need to know." He was a scientist. He fucked up an experiment, and became Swamp Thing. They're not yeah. gonna give us anything else. We're gonna just go from there. And then they tell us they they, they spent a third of the movie doing that. Why have the text at the start if you're gonna do like just remove the text? Yeah, I agree, and it's fine. Um, that that to me was just <sighs> bad. Um. The next couple of things I have is, I think, uh, the first instance we get of the sexism in the movie that is very um, blatant is when she's getting off the helicopter, and he's like, oh, she sent a woman. You know, like, okay. Like, the way he says that's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, you said that. But if these were men in turtle costumes saying it, you guys would have thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You're not well, wrong. It's not really that, that, yeah, sexism that, a, if it's a, a turtle. It's... Then. Um, <laughs> missed opportunity. Could have guys in turtle suits. 
Um, the next thing I have noted is during the whole chase scene through the swamp with the random guy at the very beginning that's honestly other than having somebody randomly go missing that i don't think ever gets fucking acknowledged it like, does. but for like what you no know, it's like one sentence but then that that's it there's no like real consequence to this guy's being missing they go looking for him and then that's when everything goes to shit no i i, I feel like i'll get to that but I feel like... Also, the swamp chase was amazing. Well, he's no. just, like, ducking and rucking through this muck, and he's just going slow as shit, escaping these dudes, and, like, thick high swamp juice. It was a good fucking chase. I, I actually have, in, in, like, all caps here, this guy can swamp run. And, <laughs> like, it, I don't I don't know what the fuck the point of that was, but it, it happened. But they also, like, refer back to, like... <sighs> So they have the, the, I'm going to talk about that in one second, because right at the end of that, we get this, the scene with a snake that the guy pulls out of his pocket. Yes, I wrote Jake that the down. Snake Roberts. I wrote that down. Yeah. So he has fuck, a fucking poisonous keeps a snake in their fucking pocket? Jake Roberts does. <laughs> <laughs> no, he keeps it in a bag over his shoulder. Okay. It's the same place. It's a it's snake proof place. bag. <laughs> it's Jake, Jake Roberts was snake safety first and foremost and then he let the cobra bite randy macho man savage and it was just a it was a horrible sight as a child to see and i'm getting off topic coming back <laughs> around he takes this snake and he like jams it in this guy's face which let's get over yeah it looked horrible in the editing and all that what the f why the fuck would that be how they killed this guy why would that be your method like what you don't even know that that's gonna kill him like, they, they have guns. How long was that snake in that guy's pants? Well, that's a question, too, but they have guns. Just shoot him if you want to kill him. What's the point of being of doing that where you're not sure if it's even going to work? Because it's quiet. Break it's his neck. Yeah, the There's like six really or seven quiet. guys <laughs> yeah, that come around this. Like, screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> that's normal in a swamp, though. Screams are normal. Gunshots <laughs> yeah. are not. Okay. That's swamp law. That's swamp law. Can I can I so, offer, can I offer one potentially like actually attempt at a, at a serious possibility? I'm not yes, sure if it'll fly do. though. It's, it's it's a reach, I admit. Um, Go for it. I'm listening to a podcast the last couple of months that is doing a rewatch and commentary on Batman '66, and this is the exact point they bring up every single episode: is all the villains have these elaborate day long traps set up that even once they get captured then rely on seven other things going right to slowly <laughs> kind of and, and they point out five other times like oh you're standing right next to them and you kind of have like six guys like just just shoot them and kill them now if that well, was one of the last major ways that comic book uh conflict between villains and bad guys and henchmen and good people and whatever were portrayed maybe that hadn't gone out of the industry enough and when they got around to this that's like that was just what you did nobody just did a straightforward thing the well no, i get that of it. but like i mean at the same time like this guy did that and i was like at the beginning of the movie i'm watching it and i'm like okay this guy's the guy who does this thing like this is gonna be his thing he's gonna always kill people with a snake like that i'm like that's kind of fucking cool Never does it again. Never comes up again. It never gets talked about like, hey, why'd you bring that fucking snake out of your pocket just to jam on that guy's face? Nobody, like, it's not a thing. 
Had he been the, the snake guy, <laughs> I'd have been Not all about that. The snake like was cool... full the rest of the movie. You go ahead, Ian. The snake was full. It didn't need to eat anymore, so he just kept it in his pocket. <laughs> That's why it didn't come up again. It didn't well, eat think... the guy. You think he'd have like, was some sort of, yeah, we didn't cool, see like it. snake name, like like snake bite or snake eyes or something, but no, it's what ferret. That's yeah, nothing to do yeah. with a snake. <laughs> Snakes and ferrets are mortal enemies. <laughs> I read a story about that in like eighth grade. Yeah, no, we, that, uh, it... when we were watching the movie, we were calling him generic Rambo. That's... Yeah, yeah, everyone. I think because <laughs> me and Brian had the same conversation. Yeah, what, wait, I I wrote down something else. Ian told me Discount Rambo, which is what I used for the intro. Rambo Wannabe was what I wrote down. Yeah. And then we found out Rambo came out after this. Yeah. Which was the most so astonishing thing So this is the first and only Rambo. You know what, now, this is the true Rambo origin story. Now that I'm thinking about it, he kind of reminds me of um, Billy from Predator. Does he? In, in sort of like his his hairstyle, his stature, the way they try to present him. I mean, this came out before as well, but it was like a bad version at a character like that. I don't know. I feel like Billy was presented as very spiritual and like a tracker and like oh he was in touch I mean, with the just, land, and this so, guy was just a douche with a gun. Right. I mean, per- take take his personality out of it. Just the the presence that he might hold for a moment on screen with like the bandana and the floofy back hair and whatnot. Floofy back. <laughs> I'm bringing floofy back. <laughs> Anyways, what I wanted to get to off of that was they talk. So th- this is a question I have. And, you know, at the beginning of the movie, she comes in and the whole context for, I guess that's Don Knight is the guy who becomes Swamp Thing. Is that the actor's name? Ray Weiss. Ray Ray Weiss. Ray Weiss. 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 Okay, I don't. Weiss. Weiss. Okay, so the whole context for him to take uh, her out in the boat and off into the yonder was to look for the sensor, right? Yeah. Okay, so they go in, they talk, and she's talking about how the sensor's down, and there's a problem, and they got to figure out the sensor. And, you know, they, they go out and they find that, oh, the wire's been cut. And they're like, oh, that's that. They, you know, they come back and they're like, the wire was cut. What must have happened? And the guy says to her, well, that happened when he was killed by the alligator. And it's like, well, you could have fucking told us that before we went out there. But then we find out later that that's not actually the same guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's just acting to be that guy with the, you know, the face pull-off Mission Impossible reveal. Which, maybe that's where Mission Impossible got it. I don't know. Or maybe this got it from the series before that. I'm not sure. Sidebar, I loved that moment, actually. Yeah, I thought it was great. But, at the same time, when I first watched it, I'm like, so why the fuck did he send them out there? And here's the thing. There's he no didn't send them out there. No, no, but why wouldn't he tell them that that that's how the sensor like was broken? There's no nefarious Remember, he, reason he to be like. He just wants oh, to we... send out the new lady out there just to get rid of her, get her out of the way. He doesn't want the doctor to leave. Yeah, they were all pissed off. He left with her. Yeah, yeah, he, he was... was just trying to send her out, just to have her do something. And, and yeah. he opened his mouth and said, like, "Oh yeah, the sensor happened because of this." The doctor wouldn't have left, and she might have. Well, I mean, been he should have left anyways. Been... That was his point. It was, I don't know. 
it bugged me. And then they play like, so they tried to play off like when they get back that, oh, he wasn't being a rapey, cheating bastard while they were out there. That's his sister. And I took it immediately when they introduced them that that was his sister, the way she spoke. It was not a reveal to me when they get back that it's his sister. Like when he talks about how, like, I'm like. Yeah, I think I was more confused because I think like you, I, I interpreted that when they were first introduced as his sister. And then when they're out here, when they were, the two of them were out there looking for the sensor and made mention of like being married. I was like, wait, that was his wife. Like what the, what did exactly. I miss? Like it was presented so poorly that you knew the twist beforehand and then it confused you. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, let, let, let me just, the, the whole thing that doesn't, and this is, I don't know, it's going to, so they have this idea that they can take a, a mammal, I guess, and me mend it with a plant or an animal, I guess, and make an animal slash plant, a living walking plant, right? It's a sentient plant, essentially, is what he's trying to create with his formula, right? Well, just like a plant that is more proactive in guarding its environment, not necessarily like a walking plant, just the more resilient, act-like plant. Okay, but they were growing it on a possum. Like, they were doing something with a possum there to try and make this work. I... That's just swamp stuff, I think. That was just swamp things happening. <laughs> So, I don't know, the way I took it was not that they were necessarily trying to, like, crossbreed with the possum right then and there, but they, like, it, it came off to me like they found that maybe let letting the, whatever he was working with cultivate, like, on the possum's skin or in its fur or something was beneficial or, it, you know, it helped it in some way, so that's what they were doing. I mean, that, that's how I took it. I could be wrong, though. I mean, so... I kind of got sidetracked off of the point that I was really trying to get to at the end of this, but they get this formula from doing all this stuff, right? They're trying to do all this, and they add this formula to a plant, and it makes a stronger plant, correct? But when you add this formula to a human and a plant, it makes a human plant. It, it seems like it's very inconsistent. It explodes sometimes, but not others. If it's dripped into water, it doesn't explode. But if it's dripped onto the ground, it does. Um, it, it seems like very scientifically inconsistent on what this stuff is capable of. I really feel like something that was able to bond with a plant and a man and make them one thing versus a thing that's able to make a plant stronger, it, it, they wouldn't be the same thing. It just seems ridiculous. Well, I think it's the first time, like, with the plant, it's a very small dosage. That's why the plant just kind of grows more resilient and stuff. And then he basically essentially overdoses on it when it gets on him. Right. Like that That's the real issue, is that's why... that. And then he catches on fire. I'm, I'm not 100% sure part. why that happens. Yeah. If that's just from the formula or a different thing set him on fire. So fire might be playing into this somehow. Fire's that's a what's catalyst. Causing the reaction. Okay. That, that he's mixing in with all the swamp juice in the swamp. You well, know, yeah, no, just, like it's not, it's not, it's not like there's a control group. We have adding it to a plant that's designed to have formulas tested on it, and then dumping it on a man who lights himself, who then catches on fire and jumps <laughs> in a swamp. You know. Well, no, I, I get what you're saying. Those are very different conditions. 
but I just, I don't know. It seemed very inconsistent to me to the point where I just, I don't know. I couldn't make heads or tails of why they didn't just have it be a different formula that did one thing and then be like, this is the one we've been working on. Look at what it's capable of. And then have it be a different formula that does it to him. You know, I, I, well, also, I, I, I took combustion as, as Ian was saying, like as maybe part of the catalyst of it all, because it seemed like they dip their hands in it at one point and they're touching it and interacting with it. But when like, well before the initial explosion, like one of them, well, what, like, fling flings it or something and it still like causes a spark so there's something about adding velocity well, to it that causes a reaction and it gave me the no, impression that wasn't almost, the formula that like if you're talking like when they grabbed the possum that wasn't the formula they made no no i know no, but when she dips her hand in right yeah. but she's dead shortly after that she gets killed right but at no fault to the formula though right yeah. no no that's not what i mean though like she just dips her fingers in and we don't have time to see what the reaction did to her well, that's it. It might so not have, have no done anything on that. because maybe like the, the fact that when you add combustion to the chemical reaction and the combustion is caused by the the formula itself, all, all like all I can say is like, oh, they flung it, and that's what she did in the one moment. And then when it right. really explodes on him, it's because it got tossed. Like you add velocity to it, and the chemical reaction. Well, at a molecular level causes combustion and it kind of actually reminded me of like a flaming mo sort sort <laughs> of requirement which i liked well i mean they also you gotta like take in mind like chemically speaking it doesn't make sense from the aspect that they she flings it on the ground right and it explodes which would burn off the liquid instantly that's why it explodes that's the reaction that's what happens with that kind of thing but then left in its place where the explosions happened out of presumably pine wood floors, we have pine needles growing out of it. What the fuck? Super plants. I, I don't know. It, it, what's that? <laughs> Super plants. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, that, that part of it, I could easily dis suspend my disbelief. And I'm like, okay, I accept that. Moving on in the plot. I, yeah, I will buy the plants growing out of wood thing. The, the whole scientist using her bare hands to dip it into this liquid that is untested like not even using another beaker or at least some gloves it is glowing or something. Green. that to me was the, like the, what the, the fuck? test was spilling it and it exploded right like real scientific <laughs> that was the test. like and then it's like well, let's see if to put my hand in it only exploded right <laughs> this yeah, glowing green liquid this thing that explodes, explodes i'm gonna touch it with my, my bare hands that makes no fucking sense to me you're a scientist god's sakes well she does say she's not as gifted as her brother <laughs> She's um, got the dunce cap. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll move on from that, and if you guys want to bring it back up, we can argue it more. It it's I don't know. Um, the next note I have is more sexism, um, and that comes in the form of him just grabbing her and kissing her the same day that they met. He's like, yeah, I had a scientific breakthrough. Let me grab this person I just met and be like, yeah, you. Um, that's normal. That's fine. Shortly, <laughs> shortly after that, they have this alarm slash sensor thing going off in their little, I don't know what the hell you would call it, observation shack. And it's like, penetration, 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 popping up on the screen. Like, that's what it does. It, it blinks, penetration on the screen, like five times for you. It's like... 
First of all, what fucking computer? What does penetration is not a term used by anything? <laughs> I mean, it's used by some things, just not a security system. That's what I mean. Like, it's not. <laughs> this is not something that computers or security systems use. What the fuck was that? Come on. That, that just. I was like, what? What are you trying to like? We know what you're trying to say, but like, what the fuck? At that point, they just wanted to make sure they had your specific attention, Mike. <sighs> it, it bugged the shit out of me. Just <laughs> that bothered me. Um. And then it seems to me, at least, at some point, I'm trying to remember exactly where this comes from. Um, because I have like, did they actually miss her when she's the only one they actually had contact with? Like they they didn't recognize her at some point when they saw her after they lose her. So they have this whole shit happen at the lab, and they're supposed to kill everybody, and the only person that's left alive. And is able to get out of there is her. Who was laying like unconscious on the floor of the elevator where they left her. Right. They knew they didn't kill her yet. And they left her there and none of them remembered like, hey, we didn't. Wasn't there somebody that we fucked up and left alive? Yeah, that place caught up fire though. Dialogue, like there wasn't there a body there. <laughs> um, The face revealed. Well, that's good called and bad, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, the boats. So Ian's going to be mad at me here because I'm going to get pissed off at two boats colliding in the water, causing an explosion. <laughs> yes. Um, the one, <laughs> you know, there's this giant explosion when these two boats collide. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um, would have been more awkward if they tally? Didn't blow up. I didn't keep one, but I know that specific explosion is written down here, and I rated it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't remember. I think I remember slightly what this is in re reference to. And it, it, at one point here, I just have, holy shit, what the fuck, written down. Um, And I think that's when we get toward the end. And the what's-his-name guy, the um, Louis whatever. Uh turns into whatever the fuck that was that he turns into at the end of this. That was the Wolfman. Sure, we'll call it the Wolfman. I'm fine with that. I don't have a better term for it. In the um, credits, it's listed as Arcane Monster, but Wolfman, it was clearly a Wolfman. Only because the guy's name is Arcane, right? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Okay. It's just like how Frankenstein's Frankenstein's Monster, Brian. Right, okay. So, so we'll just call him Monster, then. He turns into that Monster. And while I am willing to say that at some point, uh, you know, when you watch this movie originally, that the Swamp Thing costume might have looked okay, that fucking thing looked like shit the first time you saw it. Oh, dude, no, that costume was sweet as fuck. That was so cool. <laughs> that was the most badass thing we've seen yet in this series. I feel like we need to start a tally of how many times Ian says badass during these reviews. <laughs> like, I, that lit a smile up on my face when that thing popped out. I was like, I'm watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's a <laughs> clip I'm going to use for Out of Context, probably on his Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, I got to just hard disagree. Uh, it That, to me, just, fuck. Who looked at that and said, yeah, that's it? Wes Craven did. Yeah. Horror <laughs> legend Wes Craven did. Oh, that, that brings me to a question. Uh, is this his first movie? 
director directorial. I did check that. It is not. Okay. But it was the one where he it was his highest budget movie, which he was trying to use to show that he could be trusted with a bigger budget. Okay. And somehow he still was. Actually, it took until after Nightmare on Elm Street for him to get real budgets. Well, okay. Well, then, yeah, that makes sense then. But anyway, it's funny that $3 million is the, the higher budget for movies back then. Sorry, proceed. Compared to, what, $250, $300 million now? So, I, I guess, yeah. The, the whole thing, the, the, there's one other thing that got said that um, bugged the hell out of me. Because I wasn't sure if it was a joke or not, because it was delivered so poorly. That's when the guy calls it the abdominal snowman. <laughs> I wrote uh, that down too. I'm not but sure if a, it was meant to be a joke or not. No, he was, but they didn't have anybody react to it. They had there was no like there there was nothing there was, to like define it as definitely a joke and not like an oversight that was in for us. what happened. Film. So so no one clarifies that Casey Jones messes up the homophobic claustrophobic thing. <laughs> Hilarious funny joke. This needs pointed out that someone had to react to it. Okay. I'll be honest. I made the same note Mike did. I didn't. I couldn't tell if it was a flub of someone's line and just made it in the edit, or if it was intended as a joke. It's it's I a took two it as part joke ten- too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not to mention it's also foreshadowing. It it, it kind of like, I think that 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 speaking of that guy, that's another one. Like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck does he turn into? What is that thing? Oh, the midget from the circus. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's an early Doctor Monroe costume. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It, it it I don't know, man. Like it, it all just the end of that movie went so off the rails in like oh, the yeah. last. 15 to 20 minutes it went from like okay this is what's happening to what really quick no that reminds me i watched this old um exploitation film from the 70s not too long ago i can't remember what this one was called but at the end this this guy in the movie we find out is actually been a woman the whole time with a penis and they take a bunch of like um, Wait, is um it sleepaway the, camp. No, no. Is they this take Ventura? Some, some cactus drug, and he then starts charging around on a sword, slashing everyone's heads off and shit. And that's what because they have the sword. It kind of reminded me of that just like it, everyone kind of just lost their shit and started monster fights, just like in this I exploitation f- film I watched. I forgot about the sword. What the fuck was the sword? <laughs> what the it's fuck the most was honorable that? weapon. Next to the katana. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be Mike's review for the movie. It's just a big sigh and then shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... That sword fight was pretty cool, and it was like, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, the sword fight against somebody that has no weapon. He had a club! No, the oldest start, weapon known to man! He club, like, three quarters <laughs> of the way through the fight. The fight is basically over when he picks up that club and beats him to death with it. There's not even a fight at that point. He just smashes him with the club. It's not it, it, like the like. Uh. I mean, that's why people always ask: Is Swamp Thing more powerful than Superman? <laughs> Does he have a club with him? And, and all those people are sitting at Ian's computer right now. 
<laughs> That's the next Rumble Dumble Jam. Swamp Thing versus Superman. Just the two, not even anybody it's gonna be else. A short discussion. Thing one on one. Swamp Thing with a club. <laughs> Swamp Thing with a club. Superman with a sword. Go. Because <laughs> Superman needs the sword. Uh, all right, Mike. Do you, I know you're getting frustrated. I think this is making me making you more visibly angry just talking about this movie. Do you, well, do you need I, a break? Should we, no, should I we got talk to the to end. I got to the end. That was the that was the end of my negative notes. I have positive okay. notes, but we're doing negatives, and I got to the end. Uh, Andy, let's get you in here. Okay. Um. Uh, where do I start? Oh yeah. Um. Swamp Thing doesn't know how to fight. The only thing he does is he throws people into the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's his move. You, know, you just hear, ah, splash, ah, splash. I think the you only know, time... You get the Wilhelm scream out of one of them, so yeah. mission accomplished. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it, it, it was getting a little old of him throwing people into the swamp, especially the guy that turned into the little rat terrier thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> he must have thrown him into the swamp every time he saw him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah threw him into was, a tree once. That was pretty ridiculous. Um, the uh, the thing where he gets his arm chopped off, and then he's yeah. he's romping around in the swamp in the middle of the daylight. It's not regrowing, but put him <laughs> in a fucking dungeon, and then have him raise his hand and get some sunlight, and all of a sudden he's got a full fucking arm. That doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. He grooted it back, man. Yeah, but he was to. he was walking around in the daylight, watching her take a bath. Yeah, well, in I mean, the daylight, I be thinking about my left arm if I was watching her take a bath. Would you? <laughs> Something thinking else about my going. right hand a lot. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I just fucking pervert alert, pervert <laughs> alert. Um, it didn't make sense to me why he threw the notebook. No. Absolutely, because science damned him. No, Damn no, you, science! That was his only, like that was his. <laughs> if he was any sort of scientist, he would want to keep that notebook out of the hands of someone who would use his research for evil. Well, he didn't throw it far. He still he, he, no, he didn't. That was a fucking terrible throw, and <laughs> obviously the guy found it because you know shit happens. But um, yeah, that 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 scene didn't make sense to me. Um, I think it was just more like he wasn't even trying to destroy it. It's him just being frustrated that yeah. science has killed everything he knew, including his own humanity. Yeah. And it's one of those times where you toss it and then you're like immediately like, oh shit, wait, I got to get that back. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, let me find it. <laughs> and you're very happy you didn't throw it into the swamp. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, also him speaking didn't make sense to me at all. He's just wailing. He's wailing uncontrollably in, 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 in the swamp. He's just wailing, and then all of a sudden, he like, when does he start talking? After he saw, after the kid says, he heals the kid, and the kid like puts on his glasses and goes, I can't remember what the kid says, but something stupid. Yeah, something stupid. And then all of a sudden, Swamp can can talk, and the first thing he says is cable, cable, cable. Like like he had <laughs> to remember how to fucking talk or something like that. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. Like, why does everyone refer to her as her last name? Uh, Doctor Cable. You call me question. Bradley all the time. 
Yeah, well, there's there at the one at the time we were doing that, there were multiple mics, so it was easier to figure out which mic we were talking to. Yeah, and these these people don't know her yet. She's brand new, so they don't like they're not acclimated to that yet. They just they just do it. Like her first name is Alice. Why not just call her Alice? Cable sounds more badass. She's not an X Men. (laughs) She should be yet. Yeah. Throw, mean, throw some of that exploding swamp goo on her and push her in the water. Maybe she will be. True. Well, we don't know what happens in the the next movie, right? So that could be the sequel. <laughs> so uh, the final fight scene <laughs> with the sword, I thought I was um, I was enjoying it. I thought it was kind of cool until Swamp Thing doesn't even take a hit, recoils from the fight, hides behind. The woman in the dress, and then she gets stabbed for no reason whatsoever. He didn't get hit. <laughs> he wasn't winded. He just all of a sudden he hides behind her and she gets stabbed. That didn't make any goddamn sense. And she, it seems like she also had ample time to move or do anything before yeah. getting stabbed. Yeah, that that didn't that didn't make any sense. And then when he finally does kill the creature, I'm pretty sure the creature bled peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was peanut butter. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I I think I made this comment to Ian maybe when I was texting Ian that I feel like my enjoyment for this movie would have been so much better if we watched this together in a room as a group like and Mystery Science Theater the crap out of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this movie deserves it. And I really want to hear a riff track for this movie because I think I would enjoy it that much more. It, it would be really good, yeah. Watching it alone I, by myself was not fun. I, I really <laughs> wish we could do stuff like that on Twitch without getting, like, just banned instantly from Twitch yeah. like, for yeah. doing it. That's why you get the old, like, 19, like fifties commercial shorts, PSAs and stuff. Which, yeah, which we I have a, a few of those from buying a riff tracks several years ago. The show that they did... When they broadcast, it came with a few of those. Mm-hmm. So, oh, they are so fun. <laughs> Josh, I'm almost surprised. Did you? Maybe I'll just ask. Did you end up getting the riff tracks for this movie right after watching it? I feel like that's something you would do. No, honestly, it hadn't even crossed my mind that there might be one, but I might look for it. I mean, that, something like like so, something like that would be fun if anyone would be up for it to, you know, do a uh, pandemic screen share watch sometime with a riff tracks if they have it i would do it i got i feel like i gotta work my way up to wanting to rewatch this in any capacity yeah i'm gonna say you gotta find a different movie and we'll do it curse of the swamp creature (laughs) which they do have oh i was gonna say riff tracks has that yeah is that just a knockoff swamp thing uh no it is a sequel to the 1957 movie voodoo women oh all right See, you learn all kinds of new stuff on this podcast. Uh, and you got anything else dislike-wise you want to uh, chime in? Yeah, at one point, they <laughs> um, discount Rambo, dollar store Rambo, uh, Rambo want to be generic Rambo, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, <laughs> but never his real name. He hates that. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> um, tells, tells someone on the radio that they have Swamp Thing cornered in the middle of the swamp. <laughs> I don't know how you could have someone cornered in the middle of the swamp, but 
Okay. Uh, that didn't make any sense to me. Is that when they're circling him with boats and throwing grenades at him? Yeah. Okay. It's also when they're very close to the other boats and they're still using the radio. <laughs> Can't hear over those fans. Yeah. Well, it's only some of them were fan boats, which confused the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, why is only half your arsenal fan boats? <laughs> <laughs> gotta diversify. Yeah, gotta make sure the prop in the other one just gets torn up by all the shit in the water. That's the only reason to have a fan boat, is because you can't put the prop in the water. That's it. Yeah. Plus, they, they I mean, cinematically, they look pretty sweet. I mean, I, I, that is I the only... I can't just used the word cinematically with this movie. Well, it's, it's the only setting where those kind of boats would make sense to be. So, if you're, if you're in that yeah. environment, why not utilize them? Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Andy, you got anything else? Yeah, why is the kid alone running a gas station by himself? <laughs> and why I was wondering is he, when that was going to come up. He's always there. I don't. Any, I don't think I realized. There's like a gap or anything. There's just like he's there. He's there. He's oh there. yeah, he just he just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, he's that was like weird no itself. purpose. Yeah, he's that, that's just being a swamp kid though. You just pop in and out of situations. The <laughs> <laughs> swamp kid. Again, I think I happened to be texting Ian at that time, and I don't. He made mention to me. I don't even think I realized that the kid basically doesn't have any parents, and it's never really mentioned at all where yeah, the hell the parents no, are. Yeah, he's huh. just. Oh he yeah, we realized that right away. He's he, he he. I mean, the kid dies. Yeah, no one it, gives a shit. No one's aware. Yeah. It's, there's not even a mention from him of like, well, I was just looking after the store for my uncle. Like, no. Yeah. Apparently, that's his enterprise. Maybe he's like, like, isn't that like a thing? You can have that condition that like Andy Milanakis has, where you look like a child even though you're an adult. <laughs> well, I, you're, I you're, don't think that's what they were going for there. Yeah, you're there is a line in the movie. The, um, the cable says to him, "You watching your dad's gas station?" And he says something to the effect of, "I'm always watching the gas station." <laughs> you know, <laughs> down here in the bayou, that's what we gotta do. Then down the gas station, you know, he's just, oh, you know, I figured it out. Jude is a ghost. So how does the ghost die and then come back to life? Well, I mean, obviously then he never, like, a corporeal ghost type thing never really died in a way, if you want to get that philosophical. But that's what he means by the, I'm always here. Like, that gas station hasn't been open for 30 years. But Jude is just <laughs> locked. It does look He like was that. killed in the bayou in the swamp previously, and he is just haunt, you know, uh, uh, cursed and haunted to have to stay there. That makes total sense. Tell me that story. I don't really give a shit about Swamp Thing anymore. <laughs> he does have, I will say, one of my favorite lines in the movie, Jude, when they're hiding behind the counter because Ferret showed up. Uh -huh. And she tells, she tells him not to be afraid. And he's like, say that to someone whose counter you're not hiding behind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, roast that bitch. <laughs> Get up, Jude. I think that's... A about it for my negatives, I think. Okay. Uh, Ian, I'll let you off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay, so bad stuff. Um, no, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of the early sexism, but I was like, it's an 80s movie with a woman scientist. I don't even think women could go to college in the 80s. That made <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> it also, I, I mean, I, to, to, be, to be fair to me, I don't think, like, again, this... I think this is another example where the sexism was not, it it was, 
it was there, but it was not presented positively. It was it was meant to be. Oh, look at these asshole guys. I, I mean, to me, I, I didn't. I could see that, but at the same time, I feel like you could watch this movie in 1982 and not think that. Get that? Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I think it's one of those things where, regardless of what they intended, I think the way it was viewed then to now has probably changed more than anything. Fair. I also think the Swamp Thing protagonist is a, you know, like the guy you said, Weiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little bit grabby and rapey before uh, any of that, and that's not really portrayed in a bad way. True. Right. Yeah. So just he's just affectionate. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is one of those things. This movie, for me, a lot of it is like it's like a riff tracks thing. Where it's a lot. It's a good bad movie. So it's stuff maybe I didn't like, but I thought it was great. Like when they're when she's like early on, I forget exactly when. Um, and they're talking about Washington and that being an issue. And I was, I wrote, yeah, boy, do I know Washington and all the problems you have to deal with Washington, right, guys? You got to deal with Washington. I really liked that they thought you got to deal with Washington, right? Just like those Sony payments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, then I love that they took a romantic swamp trip. Like they played the music and everything. The set that it was like the height of romance down in the bayou was this boat ride in the swamp looking I for a sensor. I did make a note of romantic music at that point in the movie, <laughs> so it's very apparent that that is happening. I just love that because, like, Josh, I like or Mike. I think might have mentioned it. Someone mentioned it. The music. I liked it a lot, but the music was always super telling. Like, they turned it on right away. This is the romance scene. Now we're getting into some horror stuff. Hey, the bad guy's doing things scene. Like, it was very... It didn't, like, build into it. They just fucking threw it at you. (laughs) I mean, that's that 80s nostalgia (laughs) music, though. That's how, like, soundtracks kind of did things in the 80s. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't a lot. I'd argue that's how how soundtracks (laughs) did things until maybe 10 years ago. Okay. I mean, I think that's a much more mo- like really recent, more modern way to like juxtapose like quote like ironic music selections over scenes that you wouldn't traditionally think of. But no, but but to Ian's point, yeah, it like slapped you over the head with a harsh transition from one to the next. Then I wrote down pervert alert because he was <laughs> going hot and heavy on this boat flirting thing so i literally had to write down pervert alert because i was i thought that's where we were gonna go where this guy was gonna be a full-blown pervert luckily he was just an 80s movie protagonist (laughs) 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 so then we got to the the censor and my only issue with that is they just throw it on the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. they don't, like, close it back up or nothing. They're just like, these parts are worthless and throw it on the ground. Like, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I wrote that down as well. They, they went out to investigate it, find that it's broken, <laughs> don't take any of the pieces back to repair or, or analyze to understand why it might have broken. They just accept that it's broken, discard it, and leave. So no interest in figuring out why it's broken, no interest in repairing it, and then they just leave it as litter. And yeah. they also <laughs> mentioned earlier that because of the swamp, these things get damaged more easily, and they're just like, fuck it, YOLO. <laughs> no way this can be repaired. Swamp danger. <laughs> leave it for the gators. This was just a bad look for this movie, like, forward thinking. Um uh, blah, 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 Alec, Dr. Alec Holland says, you know, by the year 2100, there's going to be 6.5 billion people on this earth. As of 2020, there's 7.8 billion. 
Oh, did so he I say, don't know did if he said 2100. I thought he said 2000. 2001. I heard 2100. I thought it was 20, 2001. I heard 2100. I, I'm, I'm with Mike to and, watch and, it again to find and out. Andy. Let's watch it again right now. Give us a second. <laughs> I really like the fact, you know, when there's this breakthrough, he's like, hey, sis, come in here. And then he just starts kissing her. Like, I want my sis to see me kiss. <laughs> I really like that. Sis kissing. You know what he I was guess trying that, for. That's like, a, yeah, he was going for that three-way. Well, you know, you never know how long he's been <laughs> at this swamp, but the only woman at the swamp with him is his fucking sister. So he could have been there for years at the swamp. With only one girl to look at, his sister. Which also so. brought up, like, why is everyone being shitty to the only woman? You know? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I didn't like that, like, well, after um, this attack happens, like, the lab's just casually on fire for, I think, the rest of the film. <laughs> I don't think there's another point we ever see the lab where not at least part of it's on fire. Which kind of bugged me, because I was like, are you trying to burn the swamp down, or do you just have, like, lighter fluid on sale? Like, you know, like, what's going on here? And then there was, like, still when uh, Cable's trying to leave, she just stayed at the lab for way too fucking long, just, like, hanging out, like, in the bushes, like, eh? Eh? You know, I just, like, just leave. Just fucking go already. And then, when she passes out, for I guess like the thirdish time, and Swamp Thing carries her away, and like the guys are coming. I like that he puts a singular like branch on her. Yeah, the camouflage, <laughs> like, yeah, the one branch, branch camouflage. You. <laughs> oh, and he, I thought, okay, maybe he'll get another one. He does not. He loses a singular like branch on her. Well, and in that respect too, you say like like the third time he's carrying her away. How inept are these fucking guys that they have hired? It's like, oh, we got him. Oh, he got away. Oh, we got her. Oh, she got away. Oh, we got her again. Oh, she got away. I mean, this is not. This is not. Um, <sighs> this is not Rambo. Th- yeah, this, this is, is not, not full blown Rambo. This is discount Rambo. So <laughs> you get what <laughs> yeah. you pay for. <laughs> that I really like because after she wakes up and uses almost all of her remaining strength to remove that singular branch covering her, she tells Swamp Thing just shoo. Shoo. Like, who sees this fucking monster man and is like, shoo. Like, that's your reaction? Just shoo it away like it's a cat? That was fucking ridiculous. And then, this was a zinger for me about the costume. Swamp thing, more like Moss Man, because it, the making a swamp costume, they just drag some moss on him randomly. <laughs> and that was the, the swamp. That's how you know he's a swamp man. So, that was my real issue with the costume. Is I didn't care about the folds and stuff. Like, Yes, the Godzilla movies took place 30 years before this, but you would still see creases and stuff. So I can suspend my disbelief on shitty costumes. It's just the fact that, like, to emphasize this is a swamp man, it's like we dropped moss on him or we maybe glued it, but not that well because he has to remove the moss later. Yeah, you see more of the onesie than the details on top of the onesie. Like, you could just put, like, a little more work into it to make him feel... Like, he didn't feel wet or, like, you know, gross at all. You know, it was just... Weird, I guess, in Swampy. that sense, his swamp costume. No, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, you, I, this this is a bad thing. So, at the end, not near the end, but um, Swamp Thing, when he's, I think, missing his arm, and he, she's like, is it hurt? And I'm like, fuck, you serious? He doesn't have an arm. But he <laughs> says, it only it only hurts when I laugh. So I wrote down, well, if it only hurts when you laugh, you should watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> 
Oh, what a dig, you bastard. <laughs> and then at the end, where she's, like, trying to, like, get him to either come with her or, like, be her husband, it's like, like, it really made me think, would you love a monster man? Could you understand the beauty of the beast? Because I did not. I did not think he was attractive still, and I would not have been able to marry the swamp man. I think I would have left him to, like, die in the swamp. I would have tried to convince him to come back and be my husband in Washington. Yeah, not with that costume. Like it's just... well, I mean, he had become a plant. You kind of have to mate with him through the sun or some shit, right? Because he didn't have any junk. So, <laughs> side note. <laughs> While Ian and I were texting about this movie... Ian called it. Mike's going to talk about Swamp Thing's dick. It's, it came up. We knew out of everybody, you would be the one to want to attack that, that little standpoint of the costume. I am disappointed you didn't see the word Swamp Cock, but I'm counting it. Surprised it took you about an hour and a half into the show. It's a slime slinger, and he doesn't have one, okay? That was my last negative. Uh, all right, Josh, I guess you are up. Um, Follow I, that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I, I the whole way through, I took this whole thing with a grain of salt. So I didn't. I think there's so much that we could and we have pointed out as <laughs> negative aspects or details or choices and, th and things like that. Um I, I think I just took it for what it was and what it could be at the time um, that I don't know. I, I didn't write down a whole lot of just straight out negative things because honestly, that would unfortunately just how it played out. That would be, as we've discussed now, a fair portion of the movie. Um, I don't know. As the, the only true thing that I was bummed about was, um, when Jude was first introduced, I like I wanted the whole movie to be about him from that point forward. <laughs> like his first like ten minutes once he got in, I loved everything about him. I couldn't tell if the deadpan way that he delivered some of the lines was just because he was not a good actor as a young kid, or if he was so good that he figured out how to to, to deliver them that way. But when they he did. only has one other credit, this this the kid that played Jude, and his other credit is from the 2007 re-release where they interviewed him for it. Perfect. I gotta look that up then. <laughs> gotta find out what Jude made of himself. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know. Um, based on that information, Josh, I'm I'm thinking it's the former. Probably. Probably. Uh, but but it, it, for whatever, it, his his couple of moments were like comedic gold, and I appreciated them. So when when they took the the choice to like introduce this character, oh, uh, how do we meet him? Oh, she's running for her life, and she finds what is apparently an underutilized or abandoned gas station, and befriends this teenage boy who, again, is apparently either a ghost or an orphan or an orphan ghost. And <laughs> we're gonna carry through him for the rest of the the story. But then, like, he just was sort of used as filler to have someone else be around and whatnot. Um, he was also the one that told all the good jokes. Like, even yeah, his first appearance, really it's like, here comes trouble. And I just started howling and hooting. Like, <laughs> that's his catchphrase. <laughs> here know, comes trouble. I, I was like, his, like, first ten minutes were really strong. 
Mm-hmm. And then when they decided, well, we don't need him really for the rest of these pieces. He, he was used like so sparingly. It was, it was very odd. And I enjoyed him so much when he first showed up. Uh, but so that would really be my only true negative. So I just, I just, just sort of took it for what it was. I feel like one of the things that just stood out to me with him was like there's that whole car chase sequence where they're trying to like run Charlie over. And then Swamp Thing shows up, stops it. As soon as all that's done, and, like, Swamp Thing, I can't remember if he disappears or what, but Charlie's left there, and then Jude just pops up out of nowhere. Like, he was hiding in the bushes and just came, came up and was like, what's going on? Like, yep. from nowhere. How the <laughs> fuck did he get there? What the hell's going on? Well, I think that's right. It's like ghost theory. <laughs> I, I <laughs> that's true. That does, yes. Thinking in that car chase scene, like, one, they're driving through all these trees and shit, and they can't really follow her very well through the trees right and she loses them and then they get back onto a road and what does she do stays on the fucking road Runs down the road yep. like running back into trees they make a little bit of a like notion to that like she looks at the swamp like almost like she's gonna go in the water and decides nope i'm better off on the road that's <laughs> there as much trees as you on get. the other side of the road i thought she was i thought there was water on both sides yeah but maybe i'm there was swamp water on both sides because they actually panned both sides she looks on one side there's water oh, nope, okay can't go that way pans the other side nope can't go that way which she would have been okay if she went either of those right. ways so. swim in the water the truck is not going to make it it's going to it's going to drown in the water just go through the swamp yeah sorry so the I... logic gap is still there but at least they tried to play it off in the movie i think at that point it still doesn't make sense but no. They tried. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really have anything negative that we really haven't talked about. I think we've touched on everything that I sort of uh, wrote down. Um, which, again, I feel like we've we've been bashing it for, for a good while. So let's try to find some redeeming qualities to this movie. So, Mike, we'll swing back, swing back to you. Stuff you liked for this movie. Uh, like I said, the music... I, you know, from the start, I actually thought that was pretty good. Um, the guy's swamp run, I actually really digged the way he runs through the swamp. That was kind of cool. That chase scene, even though it made no sense, was pretty cool. The swamp chase um, was one of the early highlights of the film where I knew we were in for a good fucking time. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Look at him trying to muck his way through the zucking fuck. <laughs> what the place bets now if Ian's going to rate this above or below would you go over and under for the, for the well, we'll say 8 out of 10 you're going to go over or under for Ian on this movie 8 out of 10 under think you'll rate it under 8 if I had to guess 8's eight, a pretty high standard I would guess under Josh probably under but we're working on an, a mixture of an Ian and a bloodshot scale <laughs> not uh, not just regular scale, so I don't know. That and everyone just said under, <laughs> so I almost feel like I have to go over. I, I was going to say, I'm going to be different and just say over, just because I think he could. Sorry, my good. Um, At one point, there's, I can't remember who screams it, but they're like being chased by Swamp Thing. And somebody's like, oh, shit. And I just, it made me laugh. <laughs> like, it, like, just the way the guy says it just made me laugh. Um, The Wilhelm scream I noted, because I always like to point that out when it happens. It's fun. Um, I, I made a note here uh, comparing Swamp Thing to Ray 
in uh, Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, whatever the fuck the last one was called. It sucked. Um, Rise of Skywalker, uh, where he, where he's a healer. And he's able to just like touch people, and he like he grabs her boob at the end of the film. Like that dude in that suit absolutely grabbed that actress's boob. Oh, I made a that. note of that too. Oh, he yes. definitely copped a feel when he when he healed her. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely did. Um, and I mean, all around the the one positive thing I'd say about the costume work they did is that yeah, you know, from the shoulders down, Swamp Thing looks horrible, but the mask they put on the guy actually looks pretty good. Um, in my opinion, the mask for Swamp Thing, I think, was fairly well done for the time. Didn't look that bad. Did some uh, some definition work and and sculpture work there. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the comic book. I mean, it looks pretty well like the comic book, and it's miles better than the rest of the costume. I'll give you that. Yeah. A little bit from trying to picture the the face of it, but yeah, from what I remember, I think that was probably the more detailed part of that costume. That's it. That's all I got. I, I, I. <laughs> um, Andy, positives. Um, I feel like there's going to be short list from everybody <laughs> here. I thought uh, Adrian Barbo did a good job. Um. And I, I looked her up on IMDb because I was curious. Apparently, she was uh, married to um, John Carpenter for a little while, and she was even in oh, uh, okay. her his escape his escape movies like Escape from LA and Escape from New York and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jude was awesome. Um, I liked him. Thought that the healing aspect of Swamp Thing was cool. It showed that he had more than just like superhuman strength i wish that they would have showed it in a different way other than him just tossing people into into the swamp um i mean he rips the top off of a car at one point oh yeah that's true that was pretty cool which gets pulled away by cables so obviously in the shot definitely yeah um i <laughs> i had to laugh a little bit when the the there were a lot of I don't know, moments that made me chuckle in this movie, and I'm sure if they were intentional or not. And I think that's one of the things that makes this, like, sort of bad movie turn into a good movie, like Ian was saying. You know, I I, I actually enjoyed this movie quite a bit, even though I have, like, critiques about it. Um, But they shoot Tyrone. I thought that was funny. Like, they shot their own guy. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. like they're, they're, <laughs> like, like you they're, idiot. You shot Tyrone. I just, I laughed. I'm like that's funny. well. And then the guy forgot that he did. He's like, "Where's yeah. Tyrone? You shot him, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's dialogue that didn't need to exist. No, no. I think but that's it was the one joke that landed funny. for me. Yeah, and, I'd love to hear like going back that that was actually something that wasn't meant to be in the script that somebody asked, and that it just was like improv, like. No, you remember, like, we filmed before, you fucking shot Tyro. <laughs> like, I, I, I wish that they would have expanded on the, um, like, nemesis scientist's genius a little bit more, other than just, like, his having, like, a gigantic library and, like, women at his beck and call. Like, they don't really show how he's a genius or how he thinks he's a genius. Well, the one way I think they did establish it, though, is his version of the formula doesn't explode to turn you into something else. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. 
I, I also had a question about that. Because you're, you're talking about, like, that guy and all that. And I, I know we're on positives, but this might be kind of a negative that I forgot to write down. Who the fuck are the people at that party? The Bayou Elite, sir. Yeah, and why are they okay? <laughs> Show some respect. And why are they okay with, with one of the guests being chained to a chair? Yeah, like, that's what That's normal, like... funny, everyday, like, Bayou stuff. It's <laughs> when someone starts changing into a monster, you get worried. I liked okay. his character is what I'm trying to get I liked the, the, <laughs> the evil genius guy and I, I think he played his role well uh, mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to have oh. seen that expanded on um, I guess that's where we gotta go for the Bond villain yeah. whatever movie he's in is a Bond villain maybe we'll see better yeah, of that maybe. Um, uh, you know I enjoyed that the last final fight scene had a sword in it and I just think that's really badass <laughs> as much as the final fight scene was, was what, but um, <laughs> um, the randomness of the cuts I thought was a little weird. It was like they, it was almost like you knew what act you were in because they had a cut each time. There was, you know, the the curtain actually fell, the f- curtain actually came back <laughs> up, and you're like, oh, there's the end of Act One. You know, yeah, time for the Swamp Thing intermission. <laughs> okay, now we're back. You know, <laughs> um, I gotta watch movies with Andy more often. <laughs> and Ian apparently dancing to the music that Andy was just doing, <laughs> laying down the soundtrack. Uh, um, j- just before you move on, he was the villain in Octopussy. Okay, way, that was the Bond okay. movie he was in. Okay. Oh, I can definitely see it now. Yeah. Oh, I just get Octomom. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else andy um uh not off the top of my head i need to start keeping notes like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> uh all right we'll spin to ian positives or legend west craven's name was prominent yeah what writer director did he produce and stuff too i uh i gotta scroll up maybe you saw it several times during the opening credits. I know that. He did yeah. stuff. He did stuff. Jake the Snake Roberts was in this film, just killing people with snakes. That was <laughs> real badass. Not the wrestler, but the character's name from that point on was Jake the Snake Roberts for a good while. <laughs> that was your head cannon. Okay. It was very badass. There was a legit moment where I'm like, is that Rambo? Because I thought that somehow Sylvester Stallone was in this film for like a good five seconds. And I was like, that's cool as shit. But it was not him. When I saw his pythons, I was like, no, that's clearly not Sylvester Stallone. I feel like the nose. The nose gave it away. See, oh, so Mike erroneously brought this up in an earlier segment. So we get a very low speed, but amazingly kick-ass explosion when these boats crash. So that boat's going maybe two knots, right? That boat is not going very fast. And then it jumps on the other boat, and and a giant-ass kick-ass explosion happens. Like, you can almost feel the gasoline melting your face off. The explosion was intense. And then we got a little bonus, because the transition was a explosion transition fade out. Like that it was, was an explosion. There, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's how they out. ended the scene. It was that... a double explosion. So that's why the explosion gets an 8.7. That was 8. a rather 7? intense explosion. It wasn't even yeah. a 10. I, I mean, a 10 out of a 10 explosion. That's It's got to be way bigger than that. 
yeah, the movie gets at a 10 on the explosion scale, but the explosion itself is an 8.7. It's a very complicated system. Okay. I really like, so when Rambo died, I love that he just crushed his mind. He's like, fuck you, you no longer get to live. And just literally crushed his mind in two. Like, like that was pretty fucking cool. Do you notice that he was like twitching on the ground after he was supposedly dead too? <laughs> That's how much he crushed his mind. Like, he reorganized the nerves in his body and he became a worm. Like, he wasn't even really dead at that point. He made him a worm person. <laughs> to help all the plants grow. Oh man! And I, as we've all mentioned, that, that the fight scene with the Wolfman and Swamp Thing was great. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the movie was Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, where this dude just randomly is like, "Here's my tits. I'm drunk on methamphetamine and LSD and shit," and he just starts chopping people up with his sword. And that's like what this reminded me of—just the craziness of exploitation films crossed with the craziness of like early 50s and 60s like monster men in suit monster films it was just very dynamic in that sense that it brought in a stuff from a couple different genres that i very much enjoy and culminating in the ultimate sword fight to the death where the man with the larger club wins <laughs> so i don't know why this thought just occurred to me when ian was talking about it but i feel like the bathing scene triggered it we talked earlier how charlie was running from the the car Refused to go into the swamp to escape the jeep, but then is seen later later naked in the swamp bathing. What? Why go in the water there, but not before to escape people chasing you? Well, she didn't know the swamp thing was good then, so she was afraid of it. It's a strategic decision. So okay, so she so it's not the swamp water she's afraid of; it's the swamp thing in the water that she's afraid of at that point. Yes. Okay, then I completely missed that. So that makes more sense. Thank you. All right, so that, I guess that leaves Josh, right? Positives? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I already played up my affinity for Jude in, in the prior, prior discussion. Um, since uh, Andy had mentioned uh, Adrian Barbeau's appearances in the Carpenter Escape movies, um, I'll also say that if anyone has ever seen the original The Fog from 1980, she is, if you're familiar with that enough, she is the DJ that runs the radio station during that movie, um, if you're just thinking, oh, if I've seen her in anything else, um, just as a Didn't little Jessica fun... Biel play that role in a later version. Was it Biel? No, it was a uh, Selma Hayek, not Selma Hayek. Uh, Selma Blair. You're right. It was Selma Blair in the remake. Yeah, it'd been better if it was just Jessica Biel. But I think... <laughs> um, as a fun little Easter egg, um, Adrian Barbeau is going to appear in one of the upcoming Swamp Thing episodes that hasn't aired yet in the new series. Hmm, so, cool. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Looking forward to that. Um, digressing back to the this actual movie we're discussing. Um, I, I, it, as we've discussed, I think it, it's hard for me to understand if the movie was having fun with itself or it's a, like, the, the way in which we're viewing it's in it's enjoyment or it's fun aspects are like in an ironic way um either way i wasn't like i did not spend my hour and a half watching this movie just thinking look at how dumb this is all this old stuff is stupid and it looks like crap uh i i don't know i i again took it for what it was i enjoyed what they presented for as as silly and over the top as it got at times I just I was along for the ride, so I 
I think kind of like Andy, like I, I, I genuinely kind of had a good time watching it to be fair. Like I, I mentioned this to Brian when we were texting earlier, this isn't the best movie we watched, but I think this is the most fun I've had watching one of these films. <laughs> Excellently put. To I be like fair, that. it's also one of the only ones you haven't seen before. No, that's false. I mean, you, you didn't see Astro Boy before, but you saw the rest. Ven- oh, didn't see Venom, didn't see Bloodshot. Wait, you hadn't seen Venom? Or Bloodshot, or Spawn. The only one I saw was TMNT. You are wrong. You're you're kicked off. You're off. Goodbye. I'm <laughs> muting you. <laughs> so the the one that he was the only one he was familiar with so far was the one that he was almost the harshest on. Yeah, almost. I mean, I, hands hands down, the harshest. The on. harshest of of the five of us, and also the harshest of any of the movies we've done personally for myself. It what, was what? a teardown because it was a shit film, and I have mentioned that a couple more times tonight. I <laughs> Moving on from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Ian still hasn't moved Josh, on from any... Venom. What are we talking about? Oh, Josh, well, you have anything else? Re- well, real quick, I will point out since um, uh, since Mike did look up which Bond movie that uh, Louis Jordan uh, appears in, Octopussy was in 1983, the mm-hmm. year after this this is back to back yes but nothing about this film or his portrayal his performance any of it dissuaded the broccoli family from casting him as kamal khan why would it it was the same company it was mgm and united artists that made this so i yeah but uh, he was excellent in this film i guess i guess you could probably not say that swamp thing was probably not a resume film for him Although I will say, like I said, I said way, way earlier in the discussion, when um, when he removes the like prosthetic face, I one of the few notes I did write down, I put fake face exclamation point. It's arcane exclamation point. I like that, and I think it was maybe Andy said it. Um, I actually I would have liked more of him in this story. Like, yeah, I would have liked get... to expanded on his evil genius. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, uh, like not just more screen time, but that combined with, why really are you doing this? What is your background a little bit? What is your overall plan? Just like get a little bit more like into his psyche a a, a bit. Um, they they give you like one sentence on that, don't they? When he, yeah, when it goes, he, like, he like says something along the lines quick. of like, he, he wants to use it to control the world. Yeah, and that's like, so a typical villain plan thing, right? right. Yeah, like it's like it's, high, so high sweeping that it doesn't really matter because when that's what everybody wants, and it's so meaningless that it you get nothing from it. Um, I, but I will say I don't know if this is a spoiler for for us or the listeners, but he does appear and reprise this role in the sequel, so he will carry on. Yeah. Okay. He didn't bleed out enough peanut butter to die. Oh man. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. No, it was just actually peanut butter. That he, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be blood. Peanut butter's <laughs> oh, pretty viscous. Okay. Maybe it just crept back in. Uh, <laughs> if it was just if it was like natural butter organic butter in, peanut right? butter that didn't have the binders in it, and it's like the more oily kind that separates and whatnot, that's probably what what they were going for. <laughs> I mean, you know how peanut butter sticks to your mouth. Like it, it could obviously close a wound back up. I believe it. Yeah. Well, Swamp Thing took the so stuff, and he had healing powers, like so butter. maybe this guy had healing powers, too. All Swamp 
people have healing powers, even if they're really just wolf men. <laughs> yeah, where does this guy fall on, like, the swamp creature scale? You know, you're the only person that's des designated him as anything, Ian. So where you say he's, he's a wolf man, but where does that put him in, like, the scale of swamp creatures? That's a zero you know? on a swamp creature scale. Zero? So, well, I mean, does a zero get the healing powers? Well, that's just on how much of a swamp man you are. All swamp, all swamp things get healing powers, but how ghoulish you look kind of ratio on the scale. Like Bruno's like a solid five on the swamp man man scale. Okay. Midget man. They gave a they gave a speaking role to a little person in 1982. Good on them. Representation. Oh, speaking of Bruno, so before Bruno makes the transformation, I pointed out nobody, this is a joke just for me because Sarah like barely listens, unfortunately, to episodes because she doesn't care about anything that I do. Um, but <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sounds she, like you need a therapist. She, no, um. no, she, she, li she likes me. Yeah, it just doesn't really care about uh, the things that I do. But um, there is a promo video at the Galleria Theater in Mount Lebanon. And it used to be a Carmike Cinema before that company was bought by AMC. Years ago, Carmike Cinema must have commissioned the production of a safety video before movies. And they got the like fire chief of Mount Lebanon at the time and a, a few people from, from the company, like the fire company, to make this like safety video about like, Hey, if there's an emergency, here's what to expect, and the exits are here, and you know, look around the room, and all that's a little, little quick thing. It's like a minute. The actor who plays Bruno, we both realized it at almost the same time, about halfway through, that he looks exactly like the fire chief in that video, and that's just a fun but little call out not. for us. Um, I given the age of how the guy looks in the video and the age of the guy in the movie at the time, it's probably not. I mean, it could be like a really uh -huh. younger brother or maybe a son situation. But uh, yeah, that was just a little fun thing for us. All right. Um. All right. So we're gonna. I guess we'll wrap up sort of with like my positive, which I don't have too much left to go. I will agree. Jude sort of sort of stole the show for me. I think he's the one character that I would have liked, even though he was. Mostly completely pointless. I still found it enjoyable seeing him on screen and just what the hell is he going to do and why type of thing. Um, there was, I think the the one stunt of Man on Fire running out of lab into the swamp, I'd, I'd call was actually pretty legit because that's a long take for someone to be on fire. Yeah. So yeah. props to that guy for that stunt. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I sort of what, what expanding upon I think what Josh was talking about earlier. Like I I don't know if I really cared to see this movie. Like this is not one that was like high on my list when watch going through the what we're going to watch. Like I am looking forward to seeing this. So I think I went in with like very low expectations and I don't think maybe I didn't give it a fair shot when I was watching it, but it just it did not hold my attention, I think for a lot of it. All right, so we're going to wrap up sort of and we'll try to do this quickly because I think we've been going long enough. But again, part of the whole reason for this podcast is to ask the question, did, does this movie hold up? So we'll sort of quickly go around and give sort of an idea, in your opinion, does this movie hold up from 1982? Uh, we'll start with Andy. No. 
just flat out no? You don't want to go into any more detail than that? Just no? Well, I liked it, and I think it's like a kind of a cult classic for me myself. Um, it, 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 it doesn't hold up. Okay. Uh, Ian? Yeah or nay? Oh, it, it doesn't hold up, but that's what makes it more enjoyable is the failings and just the some of the ridiculousness of the movie. Like, if this held up, it wouldn't be nearly as fun. It might be thematically a better film, but it wouldn't have been nearly as much fun if this movie was made differently and it held up to today's standards. What made this a good watch was just all, you know, the mistakes of the time, the just the timing of it is it being old. That's why I think a lot of the old mystery science theater stuff works and is funny and some of it's like, not genuinely good, but it's fun to watch just because it doesn't hold up. It's bad. Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, Mike, yay or nay? No. You want to go in any more on that or just no? I mean... <sighs> no. It, it, okay. Like, it, it... Again, I think I've spoke a lot about my problems with it and I speak, spoke a lot about why I don't want to view it as negatively, but I mean... You watch it today with today's technology and you can't take it seriously. So hold yeah. up. No, okay. I, I, what Ian said does make sense, though. Okay. Josh? Uh, I, I'm going to say no with kind of a combination of Andy and Ian's sentiments. I'm not looking at it so much from a modern perspective, but rather, would it have been considered pretty well done? for its time uh because it, no matter what like eventually and i'm not at this point yet i think like as an example i still think the original jurassic park holds the frick up visually yes eventually it will not just by nature it, it just it just won't so everything has an expiration date um so given that how would this movie have been viewed in 1982 and it I feel like been... I've seen movies from around that time that did hold up, so right. that's why I gave my no answer. Right. I, I, while I could say that about certain things from that time, and what was it really at its... What Was it on solid ground? Maybe not at the top of its game, but was it on solid ground at the time it came out? And that's why I would say no. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember a year later... Uh, Return of the Jedi comes out. I know the budgets are extremely different, but I mean, for what they I were able original, to accomplish at the time. I mean, we talked. We mentioned John Carpenter a couple times. Wasn't the didn't the original Thing come out in 1982? That sounds correct. The thing was in the 70s or something, wasn't it? Like late no. 70s. I think no, he's right. Yeah, with 1982, 82. 81, 82. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and. Granted, and again, that's there, like there's... one of the best considered one of the best of that era. Yeah, and, and again, and you, it's significantly you, better. You you look at that, and if you look at the special effects and the transitions and the, and the technology, yes, it is obviously dated and does not look sharp anymore in in some aspects. But overall, was it really solid for its time? Was it well done for its time? Yes. So that's where I would create the contrast. Yeah, I think I'm also going to agree with no. No, this does not hold up. But again, I was very less invested in this movie. I think it could work as a community watch. Like, I think watching it with people in sort of a this is a bad movie 
in a good way type of thing. I think I think I'd get more enjoy of it enjoyment out of it that way. Um but I yeah. I mean uh, yeah, that's that's probably where I'll end with that. I feel like there's more I want to say but I don't know how to articulate it, so I think that's probably where I'm going to stop. Maybe that's the way we watch it when the second one comes up on the wheel. Yeah, we could yeah, we could try to organize that. Of course, I I feel like if we did it that's the that's the I guess the issue is like I feel like if we watched it as a group, I'd miss so much more than what I'm trying to pay attention to. How like if I watch it on really my own, it's forcing me to to watch it and pay attention to it, and or at least try to pay attention to it. The next so film I, made yeah. two hundred thousand at the box office, Mike. You'd be missing a lot. Fair. He's got a point. <laughs> um. All right. So quickly, I guess ratings out of ten. What do we want to give it out of ten? Uh, Ian. Shit. So this was this was tough for me. So we've discussed how we felt about this, how it doesn't hold up. So for me, it's it's not just like thematically is this a good movie? It is not. But is this a fun watch? Yes, seven point seven. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Wow. I thought it was gonna go over. Uh, Andy, out of ten. Um, I think this movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a, like like he said, it was fun. There were a lot of mistakes, but I think those mistakes sort of made me enjoy the movie more. Um, I consider this one sort of a cult classic, so I'm gonna go with six. Okay, Mike, four. Uh, I mean, any, any closing thoughts? Just on sticking it? to what um, you said before, and that's it. Four. No, I mean, just to give closing thoughts, it's. To me, there was no. I I, I just I, I don't know I I it was hard to follow, as to why the hell I was supposed to care about any of this. Um, you're supposed to care because swamps protect the swamps. <laughs> Four. <laughs> uh, Josh, out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my first uh render my first in between digit rating and go 4.5. Do you care to elaborate a little bit or why you ended up with that or no? Um, I, I appreciated it for all of the reasons that Andy has shared um, and, and that it's also been you know said by others. Um, but for me, it was, it, it was, it, it was enjoyable on that, on that bad is fun scale but if I really have to think about it in comparison to other things like that, I, there, there's no way that I could give it a, for me, I couldn't give it a six or a seven when I'm realistically going to be giving, you know, certain MCU movies that range as well. I couldn't even think of one you'd give it that high to. <laughs> Nothing's coming. Uh, no. Yeah. I feel like I'm sort of in line with, josh's scenario like i know i'm gonna rate stuff better so there's no reason for me to give this a high rating even just to try to save it um i i it's sort of what, like what mike said that's helping me articulate a little bit more it's like i don't really know what was happening or why i don't really give a shit about any of the characters and what the hell's going on so nothing really attached to me from a story standpoint for this movie um and i again i might have fun re-watching it with a group just to sort of have fun with it in that aspect, but 
not a lot of redeeming stuff for me here, so I'm going to say 2.5. I'm going to go low out of everybody. What the? Okay, whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> incorrect <laughs> score. Okay, just, your opinion is not your opinion, Brian. It does not... <laughs> No, this movie is not worse than Bloodshot. <laughs> this movie is not worse. If I have than to pick Bloodshot. between rewatching Bloodshot or rewatching this, I will rewatch Bloodshot. You have terrible taste, and I'm dropping out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was never, dis- yeah, we, yeah. We that's the whole point of this. We all have different tastes. That's where I'm at. Ian, can I? This ask- is not six points worse than TMNT. Fuck yes, it is. No, yes, it is yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. I will die on that better movie than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Now you're just flaming. I, yeah, I feel like that's a <laughs> that's a poll that you will lose, my friend. Gaslighting it. Ian, did you give Bloodshot a 1? I gave Bloodshot a 3.7, which is my lowest score by... Oh, it's not my lowest score, never mind. But it is... um. <laughs> Outside of my lowest score, it's the lowest score I've given by, like, three points. So, so you gave Bloodshot above TMNT, right? Yes, on purpose, because it's a better And movie. did any of us give you shit for that? I probably. I don't think Listen we did. I don't think I'm don't saying think to you, either. would you rather watch TMNT or Bloodshot? I'm not asking that question. That's your own personal preference, man. I, you know, it's... Well, maybe you should care more about other people and try to guide them to the light of realizing (laughs) that this is a better movie than Bloodshot. Ian, I think we've learned a while ago, we can't guide you to nothing. You go where you want to go. You are a train moving forward. There are no stops here on this train. That's just like your opinion, man. Exactly. (laughs) And some people have poor opinions. Well, I feel like we go round and round for this, so let's uh, spin the wheel. <laughs> wheel spin. Let's see what we're going to be told or wrong about next. Yeah, so now is the part of the show where we will spin the Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate! To decide what we're watching next. Uh, the last two Rewind Theater episodes we we did, uh, the wheel hit on franchise movies. So that basically leaves the, the wheel the same until the franchises are, are done. We've watched every movie in the franchise. They don't leave the wheel. So we hit one for TMNT. We hit one for Swamp Thing. They're both still on the wheel because there are still more movies in those franchises to watch. Uh, so we still have those two on there. And we also have Constantine, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets, Cowboys and Aliens, and Watchmen are the standalone movies that are on the board. Um, I'm going to share my screen for these guys. How do I do that again? I can't remember a button down my chat that says share screen that's the one i was hitting the wrong button uh all right so based on what's on the board uh can you guys yeah any 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 predictions any what would you like to see anything you're hoping for swamp thing i yeah i do i kind of want to ride straight through swamp thing now <laughs> i'm still on watch Just to get it over with or you're looking forward to it a little of both and then we'll have the excitement of being able to replace something I also like that I won't have to debate for my spreadsheet whether or not I put sequels below the previous film or not, <laughs> or I just put it where it falls. It'd make it a lot easier. Swamp Thing's just right after Swamp Thing. <laughs> what about TMNT decisions. 2 not being after TMNT? Never end up watching that. <laughs> oh, okay. That'll be the one Ian, the first one Ian decides to skip. He's just not going not gonna to have time for it. Well, I mean, he's still going to keep the spreadsheet, though, right? What, even on ones he's not here for? 
It might force us to force him to go back and listen to the episodes he's not on yeah, maybe. to get the scores. I don't know if it's a prediction, but I think I'd I'd like to watch Watchmen. I agree. Or okay. Valerian, so Brian finally watches it. I was gonna say I've still not seen Valerian, so I'm I. This is just gonna be my excuse to finally jump in and try it. Didn't so. we do a podcast? But I do kind of want to give Cowboys and Aliens another shot because no. I've only seen that once. But all right, wheel spin is happening. Man, those frames are great. You guys can still see the wheel? Everything's spinning? Yep. Yeah. Hearing the clicks? Everything's good? Clickety. Yep. Click, 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 click. Watchmen. Watchmen. Constantine. Constantine right. it is. Speaking of Constantine, I, I don't know if it's a reliable source, but I saw something right. that uh, Keanu signed on for a sequel. Oh, cool. What, really? I, I saw something similar, but just the the headline and get to dive into the story. It, it, I, I'm, it might just be a rumor at this point, but sometimes rumors end up being true, so maybe. I'm all about checking sources. You find me that source, I'll see if it's valid or not. I want to yeah. say it was on Twitter, but... Well, I mean, I like, Twitter comes from way. somewhere. Like, if it's... Normally, there's a some sort of article no, associated Jack tweeted with it, it, right? I wrote it. The only thing... You know what I've seen? This is... If anybody follows like Boss Logic on Twitter, is like he just fan casts stuff and makes a poster for it. But the posters look so fucking good. People run with them and go, Man, this movie and then Twitter happens and it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Boss so, Logic because there was no it was just a text thing, so Okay, so there was no poster attached to it? I didn't see a poster. Boss okay. Logic posters are really cool, but no, I didn't see a poster for that. Okay, fair. All right, well, I guess that's what we have to look forward to is Constantine coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, you guys excited for that pick? Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that movie. It's been a while since I watched it, so. This is actually another one I have not seen. Hmm. I feel like I've seen pieces, like caught it on TV here and there. I've not just sat down to watch the whole thing. You haven't? No. Wow. So this will be a, wow. a new one for me. This is this wow. is also a nice that like sweet spot of Shia. Just oh, like that's those right. He's early, in this movie. Early roles right after he finished. Do it. Even Stevens. Do he it. Did, like greatest game ever played and iRobot and this. Yeah, it's good. Before he went crazy. No, he no, did. That's he, not, or did he, he go he, genius? <laughs> or he I, just that argument could be made. Uh, all right, that. so I think that's it for us. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please show us some support. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, be sure to share us on social media. You can follow or subscribe the show. Keep up with us. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully, anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us. Yeah. As always, you can ask Alexa. You can you can ask Alexa to listen to our podcast. Yeah, we are not the the Super Friends Veterinary Podcast or whatever <laughs> that was from the last time. I loved that. I loved listening to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Search Brygan and Super Friends. Go to facebook.com slash Brygan Super Friends. Uh, you can send us questions, to- comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Interact with us there. Find us on Twitter at BG Super Friends, and you can try to email us, BraggaSuperFriends at gmail.com. It's legit. Like, uh, the email works. I, I've tested it recently. So, if you send us something, hopefully I'll get it. But chances are, I, I still will forget to check we'll it. We'll read your message. Uh, you can also, here. yeah. Uh, 
You can also check us out on Twitch. Occasionally we do live shows on my Twitch channel, so you can follow me at Jedi Guy on Twitch for whenever we decide to do another live show. We'll be live there. And on behalf of Andy, Ian, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya, Simple Nation.